What does your background show say about you? It's AJ McCall on VFX. I was thinking about this yesterday because I felt miserable after getting my COVID shot and was just trying to lay down and relax and all that, but can't have nothing on in the middle of the day. And I thought about it as I was watching something on YouTube and I was like, what is everybody's background show? Because I feel like mine has changed and I'm curious as to what it says about your personality. Mm. Because mine has become this history channel that's on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think mine says, yeah, I hope to learn something. Maybe I'll retain this. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a deep person. But I, I feel like for a lot of people, your background show is probably your favorite show. Something yeah. Something you've seen a million times. It's comfortable. It's familiar, so you can just doom scroll. Yeah, so you can watch, you know, when the good parts are coming up. So if you want to get, you know, roll over and take a peek for a minute. And if not, you know what's going on anyway. So what does nostalgia or a show that you've seen a million times say about you, which I feel like is the most often choice, the most normal choice for whatever you watch in the background? Yeah. Uh, New Girl is one that I watch. It's quirky and weird. It's really not like all that quirky. It was quirky like back in 2012 when it came out. (laughs) But I like it still. Um, One of the other ones that I just kind of watch on the background, we've gotten into the... um, what is it called? It's Lone Star Law, I think is what it's called. And it's like a game you warden. You write that down. You reference it like I know, every day now. I know. And I can't ever remember what it's called. But it's it's like these these Texas game wardens and the, the things that they end up doing. And it's on, we watch it pretty, if it's like on the animal planet or something. Because we turn on the animal planet for my dog so that she can watch it. Because she she's obsessed with it. But that's the reason why we turn on the TV, really. And then I end up scrolling through Instagram or doing some work or whatever. And that's kind of just been the go-to. Basically, anything that's on my TV at this point has become background noise. Like, I just turn it on so that this part of my brain is occupied. I can answer that question. What that says about McCall is that she is not focusing on one thing ever. That's definitely what that says about McCall. 10 out of 10. That's it. Got it. That's it. All right, it is time for me to make a confession. And for people like me to, come on, we got to confess. Uh-oh. We're here. It's time. Uh-oh. It's time. I, Andrew Jordan Knight, need to confess. AJ McCall at VFX, I am the friend who's always late. I don't know. Unironically, this morning, cut it kind of close. <laughs> that, that did happen. That's hilarious, actually. Oh. Survey was done, found seven of ten groups have friends that say they're pretty much always late. The thing is, though, almost all of those friends do not admit that they're a late person. You know, what's fascinating to me is that it's like seven out of ten people say, yeah, they have a late friend. But then there's three people that are left over that are like, no. You know know that those three people that say, no, I don't have a friend that's late. You are the late friend. That's fair. That's you. It's me. It's you. It's both of us. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I feel like I'm I was already partway to this confession because if if it's on me, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm late everywhere. But then if you're like, well, it is late, I'm like, absolutely not. No, I'm no, not. No, I'm not. How dare How you? How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Why would you ever say that? Exactly. So, fun fact, this is something that drives Dustin absolutely bonkers. So for the entirety of our relationship, Dustin is always like 10 minutes early, 10 minutes early, 10 minutes early. I run I run on like Utah standard time, right? I 
consistently ever since I was little, we have always run on this timeline that 10 minutes late is on time. <laughs> That's how Utah do. It just is. I respect that. Like anybody, anybody that has lived here for a long period of time will tell you that. And for me, I have finally started to break out of this mold. So now I am only three minutes late everywhere I go. It (laughs) drives Dustin. That's improvement. It is. It drives Dustin insane though. Oh my gosh. There is nothing that gets his blood boiling more. Look, I am on board. My mom used to tell me I run on island time. What I figured out is actually it's not island time I run on. I just run on ADD math time. Mm-hmm. So I think, all right, how long is it going to take me to get there? Mm-hmm. How long can I get there then? And mm-hmm. then I wait till basically the last possible minute, according to my ADD math. Like, I'll be like, all right, it takes me half an hour to get there. If I drive this way, well, I drive faster. So it'll take me like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. That leaves like five more minutes for me to just sit here and accomplish nothing. It gives me five more minutes to decide to make mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot. It takes a long time to boil the water. Exactly. Yes. That's why I'm late everywhere. It's okay. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of food. Uh, be careful. There is dangerous food out there. Luckily, McCall was here to explain it to all of us mm-hmm. so that we would not be at such a risk. But you got to watch out for those sharp sandwiches. They're dangerous. <laughs> One of the defining moments of my childhood is my dad telling me I won't be able to eat spicy food for the rest of my life because I'll get old. Paraphrasing. But that's what he said. And I said, nay. AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. Was he right? I guess technically. But I'm still going to eat it, <laughs> just maybe in you know moderation and with sure. Tums nearby. Yeah. That being said, getting older, it's inevitable. Body's going to change and what it can process. Some things are going to be good. Some things that were good are going to be bad. But you have got to watch out for the most dangerous food in existence because it inflicts bodily harm on the McCall Taylor. Maybe this is because I'm crazy. Maybe I'm built different, if you will. I don't think so. I can't eat. I'm so sad. I can't eat grilled sandwiches. I love grilled sandwiches. Like, they are my jam. Club sandwiches have always been my favorite. But for some reason, club sandwiches, BLTs, toasted sandwiches, cut up the roof of my mouth. Like, it's nobody's business. And then it's like, uncomfortable for the next like couple of days and I just hate everything and then I just get stop laughing at me I just get so upset over it I can't eat toasted sandwiches and I had one on Sunday and I needed to get some ranch so I could dip it in there because it was just so toasty I don't know if it was like jagged sandwiches two day old bread but it was a jagged sandwich she chopped up the roof of my mouth watch out she's got a sharp object what is it it's a grilled cheese yeah (laughs) <laughs> so, I, so the roof of my mouth is like recovering as we speak. Prayers and condolences. I'm so upset. I decided I can't eat grilled sandwiches anymore. Oh my gosh. I love grilled sandwiches. <laughs> I'm so sad. 4357870945. What can't you eat anymore? 68255. The number text. Start your text with BFX. <laughs> But the good news is, the good news is most, most toasted sandwiches usually go with stuff like grilled cheese goes with soup. Yeah. And I guess you could smother grilled cheese and ranch. That was interesting. I'm not, I'm not smothering. It was, it was a club sandwich. I put a club sandwich in ranch. So McCall, McCall needs those soggy toasted sandwiches because they're a hazard to her health. She's making me really 
sad. I don't like this. Okay, well, let's ask Kent. Okay. Kent, McCall can't eat toasted sandwiches. Is that her getting old, or is this in its category all by itself? I I don't know. I think that's probably a, its own thing. Dang it. Means you're weird, McCall. I don't think your gums get more sensitive as you get older, do they? No, I don't think so. Like, they've all just always cut my mouth up, and now I'm just at a point Those where I'm sharp like... sharp sandwiches. Is it worth it? I don't now know. you can say no. I know. No. It's really, it's really rough. I'm really sad about it. Can't, is there anything that you uh, don't eat anymore because of whatever bothers your stomach or it's changed, something like that? Um, I can't stand the smell of corn nuts. Ooh. When people eat corn nuts to, like, eat the room, I can't stand the smell. It's fair. I never got the concept, but yeah, right. I mean, my dad was right about spicy food. Uh, if I have too much milk, that my stomach's like, Hey, we don't like that. You think I'd listen to my body like, nah, we're still having it. I'm really sad. I I hope we haven't gone out to lunch forever because you know saving money or whatever. We used to go out all the time as mm-hmm. a morning show. I hope we do go out again and you get a toasted sandwich. Like, oh, McCall, I will take the bullet for you on this one. As your work wife, I will eat this sandwich for you. Did anybody have like on McCall's emotional bingo that she was gonna cry over toasted sandwiches? Because you can cross that one off. Colby just texted and said he he's allergic to bananas and it makes him mad because they're the best thing on the planet. Um, no, they're really not. But that's okay. <laughs> he can't eat them and you can't I'm even sad. commiserate no, with him. No, I'm sad for you to not be able to eat bananas. Yeah, now I like she backtracks. I I like bananas in banana bread. So that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Banana bread, mm, it's delicious. It is not. A stabby, stabby bread. From, it is a good bread. From crying about not being able to eat toasted sandwiches to immediately telling Colby to suck it up because they're not that great. No. When it comes to being allergic to bananas. That's a wide range of emotion. You just turned on a dime there. Sorry. <sighs> All I'm saying is if you are the McCall Taylor or Melissa who just messaged us in and said she can't eat toast sandwich either, maybe just maybe avoid Florida. You can't handle toasted sandwiches. I don't think you're ready for the craziness that is Florida or not. It's fair. AJ McCall VFX. Three headlines, please. Headline number one. Two men ended up getting into a fight. They agreed. Hey, we're meeting up by the dumpster. They wound up stabbing each other. Both of them arrested on aggravated assault charges. Clearly, they should be best friends because they had all the same ideas. Look, this is usually what happens. I don't know why, but for some reason, it's like if guys get into like a fight... After they fight, they're like, cool, we're best friends It's now. true, actually. Yeah, I don't get it. No, it's, you're right. I don't understand right. it. There's story one. Then we got story number two. Some guy, um, he got busted for smuggling drugs into jail with inside of his prosthetic leg. Dang. I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, except for they do that whole you here's know, search the, thing. Here's, here's the downside of this. I'm assuming he got busted in the search thing, obviously. So did they take like, you lose, you lose the privilege. You got to hop for a while. I don't know. You have lost the privilege of your prosthetic leg. Maybe. Uh, And then we got story number three. Police are searching for Chewbacca after he stabbed someone during a fight. So, (laughs) What is with knives? (laughs) There you go. Knives, legs, and knives. There you go. Three crazy stories. (laughs) (laughs) It's often how I describe Florida or not. Uh, I would like to add the caveat. Story number one is also the start of the Kyle fight after we talked about the Josh fight yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what's outstanding is the fact that McCall was like, you know, it's a weird thing about guys. 
Those guys in uh, story number one, they fought, they stabbed each other, and like, all right, we're best friends now. Yeah. What you don't know, AJ recalled VFX, is they were probably already buddies, and at the end they're like, all right, look, dude, I'm sorry. We sh- it shouldn't have got to that point. Yeah, man. They probably I, I totally, were friends. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> friends don't let friends stab each other, all right, though, Kayla? All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Integra Financial Services, Florida, not on VFX. Three full stories, please, McCall. Okay, so we got story number one. Police say two men agreed to meet each other to engage in a, quote, mutual combat brawl. But the situation escalated to more than just a brawl when they both stabbed each other. Um, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Their, their last names are Finzel and Beacon, and so they refer to them throughout the story as Finzel and Beacon. Yeah. And I feel like that, they're already a thing. Yeah, they just need to, they just need to have like a, a actual short story movie made about them, right? Yes. So yes, they're they do. they're both considered suspects of aggravated assault because they cannot see where somebody else would have come in and stabbed somebody else. Um, <laughs> so the investigation is still happening. It's crazy. There's story one, story two. Some guy got arrested on Saturday on drug charges because he tried to smuggle drugs into jail by hiding them in his prosthetic leg. Now, the cops asked him, do you have any drugs hidden in your leg? And he said, no. Of course not. They specifically asked him again, are you? And he said, no. And they warned him, okay, you're going to be facing more charges if you were. He said, nope, the dr- the leg is drug free. It was not. It was not. It was not. So he was facing four total charges. Oops. He already had two other charges that were pending. Um, I mean, but they they do a search. Uh, no, never. This one time I'm gonna they're just gonna take my they're word on it. They're not going to. Yeah, they'll, t- they'll take my word. This guy looks like Adam Sandler playing Adam Sandler. Like it looks like somebody who's trying to play Adam Sandler as a character. So there's story two, and then story number three. Police are on the hunt for Chewbacca, technically a street performer who's dressed like Chewbacca, who got into an argument with someone on Saturday night and wound up, yep, stabbing him, stabbing him, yep. <laughs> so they're circulating a picture of the guy in his full-on Chewbacca costume, hoping that it gets some leads, because, you know, <sighs> anybody who's, anybody who, who goes out after he stabbed somebody in the same Chewbacca suit that he stabbed somebody in is an idiot. Now Chewbacca's everywhere, gonna be questioned. yeah. Uh, I don't know how they think they're going to catch him. Mm. I guess if you have any insights on somebody who you're related to that plays Chewbacca to call these guys. Uh. I don't know. If you can't trust Chewbacca, I don't know who you can trust anymore. There you go. Three crazy stories. All right, Kayla, what do you think? Uh, This is a hard one. I can be honest. I I think I got this one figured out. So if you think about it, so we can rule out three immediately because street performance to me is L.A. and New York. I'm sure there's street performers everywhere, but those are the biggest places. And then the first one could definitely be Florida. But as McCall said, you know, guys just operate that way. We're idiots. So I think we get rid of that one. I think we just go with story number two. Going number two. So you're also going with number two. Let's do it. McCall, is it story number two? It is. Congratulations. Ironically, the other one, the only one, not involving a stabbing. That's right. So we got you hooked up with an Aquatech car washing on the line. We'll grab some info from you. <laughs> you know, just makes me think 
of the dumbest ways that I've made friends over the time or the dumbest things that I would do with friends. I can tell you, if uh, we could go to like medieval times or whatever right now, like Cable Guy, where they're like, all right, you guys can come on the grounds. We'll put you in armor and let you duke it out. I'm there yesterday. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely doing it. I think it's kind of neat. Congratulations to Kayla. She wins Florida not on VFX, the Integra Financial Services, Florida or not. Here's the question then, McCall. I I will wholeheartedly agree that guys will get in a fight and then be like, all right, cool. We're friends now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that guys are the only ones that can make friends in a silly way. Mm-hmm. McCall and I talk about how difficult we fight it to generally make friends now so let us find the most unusual way that you made friends with someone the most ridiculous circumstances i'm not saying it's a requirement for men to make friends in dumb ways but i'm pretty positive we all have friends we've made in dumb ways yeah aj mccall vfx i have a friend that i used to play dodgeball with didn't know who he was he was really good he hit me in the face several times we became best buds all through college oh I, I had a friend in middle school we got in a fight an actual physical fight. Well, I didn't really do any fighting. I was pathetic, but became friends after that. What is the most ridiculous way you've made a friend? Mm. There are plenty of times that I've just like walked up to people and said that I wanted to be like, I thought that we'd be friends um, or sent them messages via social media. I can think of two specific people that I've said, hey, so I, I know this may be weird, but I think we'd be really good friends. So we should hang out sometime. And they've been like, oh my gosh, totally. And then they blow me off. So then I never get to go hang out with them and go have coffee or anything. So it's fine. It's fine. It's because you need a ridiculous story. 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX. The most ridiculous way you met someone and became friends. In high school, there's this guy named Mike and this guy named... Uh, Oswaldo. Oswaldo was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had loosely met. He said, we're, we, used, we used to play a ton of tackle football in high school just for fun. Oswaldo gave Mike a concussion. Oh, good. He missed the only marching man competition we did that was a doubleheader. We had two performances in the same day. Mike is still upset to this day about that. They are st- still good buds. That's crazy. He gave him a concussion. He, bam. The only time that I have really made friends in like an unusual way is my friend Chelsea. Shout out my friend Chelsea. We were dating a guy apparently at the exact same time. <gasps> Hussy. I didn't know that we were dating the exact same guy because she lived in a different town than I did. And she hated me. And I was terrified of her because she was going to beat me up. And I was so scared. And then she moved directly next door we shared a driveway it's It's done and then we found out that this guy sucked and was playing the field and he was like oh yeah mccall's like totally obsessed with me and then he'd tell me oh yeah like chelsea's totally obsessed with me and she won't leave me alone yeah it's because she's your girlfriend but you didn't tell me that she was your girlfriend so Anyway, then we became really good friends because we were like, yeah, this guy sucks. And that's how you turn a frown upside down. Yeah. I actually had it work in a somewhat reverse role. I uh, I was dating this girl. Her name was Megan in college, and it ended terribly. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible breakup. So uh, a couple, about a year and a half later, I'm at a Halloween party at my friends, and I go to meet their new friend, Evie, who works with a few of my friends. Hi, Evie. Hi, Evie. I'm AJ. And she goes, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Megan stayed at my house while you guys were breaking up. And my exact words were, 
okay, that's the last thing I'll be saying to you tonight. I hope you have a good evening. I'll see you later. We became we became best buds. I used to hang out with Evie and Jeff and Corey, all of them, all the time. Hmm. Even though I'm sure she heard all of the worst stories about me ahead of time. Yeah. So maybe just maybe you've got one good story. Maybe it's just a guy thing that you could just you're required to collect your closest friends by punching them in the face. Maybe, just maybe, maybe <laughs> six eight two five five. Never text. Start your text with uh, VFX. It's all started because of Florida not story number one. Two guys stabbed each other, and McCall made the decision that yeah, they're probably best friends now because they're dudes. They are. She's not wrong. I'm sure of it. All right, well, if we want to make friends, McCall, the other thing is you got to be able to do social get-togethers, right? Right. Look, I know you like the talk, but this viral punch that is going around is an abomination. What? This is this is worse than candy corn pizza. Viral punch? Yeah. I don't want to say what it is. Physical a, it's punch? A, it's a, no, no. Oh, my no, gosh. We're leaving that punch behind Ooh, for a drink okay. now. No, we're leaving wow. that behind for punch a drink. Around, around the world. What it's concocted in is the biggest problem. Mm, dang it. I'll just tell you this. You can find one in your bathroom right now. No. You're going to have to, uh, if you're going to make friends, <laughs> speaking correctly would probably be a great start, to be honest. AJ McCall at VFX. But social get-togethers would probably be good, too. And I know you love the talk, McCall. But uh, fake or not, they, they come up with some ideas that I just don't think should ever be discussed. Um, should, Yeah. Should be locked away, thrown away, and then that should be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like the DIY toilet punch that has gone viral. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. Here's what you do. You lift up the toilet seat, you put all the ingredients in, and then apparently when you flush it, it mixes it perfectly. Fake. Not fake. I, the toilet looks empty. So that's something. I'm assuming you have to, like... You, I'm sure you have to disconnect it from the water, first I of all. sure as heck hope so. First of all, I'm sure you have to disconnect it from the water. Second... Have you heard of a shaker? You want to shake it or stir it? Okay. Oh, no. Please. Please. Just toilet. Toilet stir it for me. Here's my question. If it was able to be fully functional, so if you bought a brand new toilet, right? Never been used. Who knows? It's been tested. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how toilets work. <laughs> and you use that as a centerpiece for a party. You put it on a table. You made some kind of concoction where you ran it and it had no toilet water. It wasn't connected to anything. It's never been used. Would you no, drink out of it? Absolutely I don't think not. I would either. Mm-mm. Mm, no. I, I'm speechless. This is something <laughs> I have never said before in my life. I have no words. Yeah, it just makes you, just makes you like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe uh, we don't need to test our immune systems that much. Though it's worth noting, once upon a time in college, I was having a Halloween party. Uh, it was great. I invited about twenty people. Like 50 showed up. Sweet. It was awesome. But uh, my uh, stepmom had come over because they were helping me get everything ready in the apartment. And she told me that when she was in college, they used to make jello shots, but they used to make them in the bathtub and they'd give people really long straws. And she's still alive and kicking now. And I'm like, man, immune systems just must have been a different level when they were kids. Like, heaven forbid that the bathtub cleaner that you use just didn't wash out in one spot or another. Oh my I'm gosh! I'm not even thinking of that. I just ugh. the bathtub. I mean, I mean, yeah, you clean it though. Like, I'm. Ugh. I wouldn't drink anything out of it though. Well, I they yeah though they, they technically they slurped it out of it. No hard pass. 
Wow. <laughs> Immune system is just not a different level like 40 years ago. <laughs> I, I am I am speechless. I have been rendered speechless. Dustin would be so proud of me at this moment in my life. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, you know, uh, speaking of get-togethers, obviously, we got Cinco de Mayo that's coming up a, a week from today in Willow Park, 11 to 7. You should come out and check it out. Um, but, you know... There's not been a ton of opportunities to get together on a, like, outside of your circle, your friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. So with concerts starting to be announced, with this restrictions starting to be lifted, it feels great because it's starting to get a little bit more semblance of normal. The question is, how desperate are you for any of that interaction? If it's less than ideal, if it's not your favorite, 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 you still really want to go. Mm. Would you rather Wednesday puts that to the test? Just how desperate are we to get out and do something? Be at a social gathering, do some of the stuff we were able to do before COVID. How desperate are we to do any of that? AJ McCall and VFX. Uh, the challenge is, or the problem is, when it's Would You Rather Wednesday, it's never as it seems. Mm. It's like wishing one of those geniuses, like, ah, you want a thousand bucks? Here's a thousand male, male deer. Uh-huh. Concert, meaning a politician. Would you rather have a 10-hour dinner with a headstrong politician from the opposing party or attend a 10-hour concert for a music group you absolutely detest? I yeah. felt long and hard about this one. Finally get to go out, and they're far from perfect answers. I'm going to say... The second one. I'm I'm going with a concert. Because at a concert, I'm sure I'm going with somebody. Because I never go to concerts by myself. So I will at least have somebody else that I can spend the time with. And maybe just maybe I can find things about the music that I can appreciate based on the conversations that I'm having with this person that I'm hanging out with. To associate with the band. And I'll be like, yeah, okay. What's a group that you absolutely detest? If you pick the concert, who are you going to see? I don't really know. Like, I don't really have a band that I'm like, ugh, I don't like them. Like, I appreciate, I'm an appreciator of music. You and I are going to the same concert then. Bad baby. (laughs) Bad baby for 10 hours. She got Gucci flip flops. (laughs) Okay, look, I absolutely, I want to be clear on this. I think everyone should engage with ideas opposite of their own. It's a very good idea. My cab driver in Chicago made a really great quote to me that I use all the time. Is if all the ideas are the same, evolution stops. Yep. So that being said, I don't want to talk to a politician I like for 10 hours. I don't want to talk to a politician I like for probably 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'll take the concert, miserable or not, Mm -hmm. because at least there's other people there. Like for with a politician, yeah, it's, it's, maybe, maybe it's, it's a fundraiser. Right, but maybe it's a one-on-one dinner. And I don't I don't have 10 hours of conversation. I don't got it with them. I, I mean, I don't really have 10 hours of conversation now. That's what I'm saying. But at a concert, I can bide my time. Mm-hmm. And there's people there, like you said, because it's not just me. Mm-mm. It's not like me and Bad Baby are doing like some kind of acoustic shakedown. And No, it's hey, a that'd concert. Be, that'd be great for TikTok, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's people there, so odds are I'll find, well, it's a Bad Baby concert, so maybe not. But I get my phone. I'll, I'll, I'll suffer. I'll suffer through. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Man, rough. Six eight two five five. Then text. Start your text with VFX. 
What is the worst concert you've been to to this point? If you don't know who you would detest. Mm. Performance wise, I am going to probably get roasted for this one. But Panic at the Disco (gasps) was the worst concert I've ever been to. They were still good because they opened for Weezer, but it was a it was a good concert. But it was just very pitchy, and it was like, man, I don't really care. (gasps) I know, who would have guessed? But Brendan Urie is a talent. He really is. I just, I, I think maybe he was sick or didn't want to be in Utah or mm, I don't really know. Fair. Mostly that one. I think overwhelmingly, not even overwhelmingly, I'd be shocked if anyone picks the politician. Like I, it's a noble cause and I get it again. I think you should engage with ideas opposite. But how do you not pick a concert? We all want concerts to come back. Mm-hmm. Even if it's someone you detest. Mm-hmm. Concert over politician. No, no way, no how it's anything other than that. Yep. Would you rather Wednesday, Utah's VFX, all social media? Now, I make no bones about not exactly probably being the most hip with the kids, but it's always uh, still a little bit frustrating when I talk to my sisters and then I have no idea what the heck they're saying. Or I reference something and get mad at me. Like I call them kids, even though my oldest sister's turning 21 here in like four months. Apparently, we're old, McCall. Millennials say old people things now. Yeah, I'm really, really heartbroken about it. McCall is so old. Stop it. AJ and McCall on VFX. We're both the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. Your oldest brother is what? Near almost done with college. 21. Yep. Yeah. So you're young. And the youngest brother's how, yeah, he's in high school. Youngest sibling. Yeah. He's uh, there 17. They're 17. Yeah. So, and so for me, I got two sisters. Um, and my oldest sister is 20, will be 21 this year. My oldest, uh, my youngest sister just turned. 19, mm-hmm. right? So I called them kids the other day and they got mad at me, understandably, because <laughs> they're not kids anymore. Just force a habit. So I Googled this list and I was like, okay, what are things that people say that sound old? The list I found said things millennials are saying that make them sound middle aged. This is McCall. Yeah, it is. And I am very unhappy by it. Makes me want to crawl in a hole. <laughs> like at Home Depot, I said, oh, yeah, that's some good lumber. You've definitely said that. You've definitely said I can't have caffeine or I'll never get to sleep. You said at 1 p.m. You've definitely said I drank too much coffee and it wrecked my evening. Yeah. And then you counteracted the next day. This is the this is the not middle aged part. The next day you're like, if I drink more caffeine, I'll I'll break through when it comes to it. Yeah. I have <laughs> said that. I hate it. It's not just it's not just McCall either though. The, I'm so another sad. one of the ones that came up was. I, uh, someone asked if I want to go out for dinner. I can't. I have chicken in the fridge. I got to cook before it goes bad. Oh I said that so God. many times. My favorite is, uh, about the dressers. <laughs> they just don't make good dressers like they used to. Is that Do how you, you feel? know how many times I've said that? I've said that before. Dustin said that before. We've both said that because now they just make them out of cheap crap. Socks. I hate it. <laughs> make it out of real wood. Jeez. <laughs> I have been so infuriated. It's like, this one looks like wood, but it's not. It's actually plastic. <laughs> it's just cheaper this way. and We're going to charge you $400 for it. <laughs> Stupid. I hate it. I get so mad over this. I'm mad at this list. It hurt my heart. It's so mean. We're old. I, I didn't realize we were middle aged already. It's bad news for me. It's worse news for you, technically. In spirit and in mentality, McCall is absolutely like 10 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. But technically, physically, no, you're still, you got, you're supposed to have some time, but I guess you're, you're middle-aged now. It's over. It's done. 
You're there. Can I just say I'm making some of these choices because I just want to be healthy? That would make me feel a whole lot better. Whining about dressers doesn't have anything to do with your health. I'm pretty positive. <sighs> I feel confident in that statement. I knew it was kind of bad, but man, I found this list and read through. I was like, every one of these is it? Wow! I've never been—I've never been more hurt by a list in my life, <sighs> ever. This all started with family saying, "Hey, you're kind of old," because <laughs> everybody loves hearing that. Yep. Uh, family has also put me in an interesting position as well. Just uh, last week, I believe we were talking about keeping secrets in the family. Mm-hmm. I've been tasked with keeping one more, but I'm not sure that I should. I don't want to be no snitch, but I'm also not sure that I should keep a secret. AJ McCall on VFX. I have a family member that's moving, and this family member's been in a tiff with a parent. And they blocked them on everything. I think phone calls, uh, social media, all that. Okay. So the only, the only caveat that the parent has had is sending stuff through the mail, snail mail. Right. Uh, hasn't really changed anything, but they, they still have that connection. Well, this... this a uh, family member of mine is now moving mm-hmm. and they're not in contact with the parent. Parent's not going to know. Mm-hmm. Been tasked not to tell that secret. Right. And I don't know what their address is going. I just know that they're moving. And I'm sure I, if I wanted it, I could find the address out, but I, I know they're moving. Right. So look, I'm with it. I, I have written plenty of blogs. You can read them. I think they're still up at utahsvfx.com about toxicity in people, specifically in family and how, you know, just because the family doesn't mean you make an excuse for it. So I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're in the wrong with their situation. But part of me feels like just in case of emergency, maybe just maybe that parent ought to have at least an inkling of where they're going. Because they're going to have, have nothing. Nada. Right. Um. No. No. I don't think so. Now, as somebody who has had situations arise where there is no contact, um, I think it's on your sibling that is moving to do that. If they don't want them to know, they that's just that's just how it's gotta be and that's gonna be a um a bridge they have to cross, I think. Because trying to I think trying to to give an address for like in case of emergency type of a thing, I think would end up pushing them away from you further. Oh, I'm not saying that they'll be happy about it. That's what the, the difficult decision is because I feel I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're in the wrong mm-hmm. for uh, being in a fight. I totally understand their point and their yeah. side of view. It's just so a, again, case of an emergency, I don't know, it's, that's kind of extreme, kind of like they're going to be ghosted completely. Right. There it is. Right. Um, from personal experience... I know that there are people in my life that have kind of, I have been cut off from and I don't know where they live. I don't know anything about the general vicinity or anything along those lines. And it sucks. It really does. But I also know that there's healing that they need to be doing also in order to be able to be part of my life too. So I think that... um. In this specific situation, I think that it would be more damaging to even like parent to because I think parent would probably just arrive one day too. could you even imagine that would suck. 
They just show up on That'd the doorstep one day because it would happen. No, no it go bad. Ooh. Mum's the word. Yes. Speaking of family, uh, you know, fortunately, as is the story with all of us, we will come and go on this uh, planet. How you honor them afterwards, well, that could be up to a few different things, up to the family member themselves. Maybe you think of something unusual to honor them. One man did so and then achieved a new accomplishment Yeah, because of the way he honored a family member. And Do I think it's weird? Yeah, but makes for an interesting thought exercise. Honoring someone after they passed away seems like a good thing to do for someone that's been important in your life. Automatrix Group debated it with AJ and McCall on VFX. I guess the more creative it gets or the more connection you have to it, though, the more interesting the solutions can get. Yeah. So one man in Illinois loves bowling. Dad took him bowling, loves bowling Aww. all the time. So sweet. His dad passed away. Mm-hmm. So the best way he could commemorate his dad is he put the ashes in a bowling ball. And apparently it was the right decision because then man bowled, I believe, his first ever perfect game with that bowling ball. Wow. So dad couldn't see it, but dad was there. Dad was there. That's cool. That's such an inspirational, like, oh, I love that. I got to be honest. Initially, I heard, I read the headline. I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. That's kind of creepy. Right, right. And you know, the longer it sits on it, you're like, well, that's that's cool. Dad loves bowling. He loves bowling. Makes sense. Yeah, it what, tracks. What's the difference between a bowling ball and an urn? Just make sure no one throws that one out in the garage sale. Yeah. So the challenge is for ourselves, can't be an urn. Definitely got to be cremated. What are you being put in? Because this just opens the door. We, I mean, remember just a month ago, I think it was also for the debate at eight. McCall and I had a conversation about why cemeteries, specifically headstones, are not more than just drab and gray be, and black yeah. all the time. Cooler. Yeah. Color them up. Celebrate. If it's celebrating life and death, mm-hmm. then celebrate life and death. And that's what this man did. So I'm on board. I've come all the way around. Proud of you. I had my initial reaction. I think most of us had. Like, no, nope, it's great. I'm on board. Cool. So I have been very intrigued with some different options. I've talked about like taking to Guatemala, whatever. I think there are new options that you can actually be um, like painted, like put into paint and then be created as a piece of art. A mural, interesting. Not necessarily a mural. I think it would be cooler on like a canvas because then it can be, it can be kept because if it's a mural, they're going to paint over it eventually. Well, they just paint a mural in your house. Okay. So look, cool, cool. That's, to me, haunted painting. There's haunted paintings. That's a haunted painting. Yeah, totally. No one expects... There's not going to be a haunted bowling ball. Nobody's like, oh, no, the bowling ball goes. Yeah, but, but that's... Out of a painting? Yes. That's where they get you. I mean, it, that's obviously where they get you. Haunted painting? Totally. Look, the thing <laughs> is, is that, like, I know in an afterlife, I will come back... Oh, yeah. ...and mess around with people. No doubt whatsoever in my that's, mind that that is the answer for the McCall Taylor. 100%. What's going to happen? So, like, put me in a forest... Or in a painting or something. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm just going to cause mischief That's for fun. That's the one that they, they have those special biodegradable urns. So basically you can be planted and you grow into a tree. It's what Ashley wants to do. It's McCall alluded to. That's how you get haunted forests. It is. I don't know if the science is there yet. I've got time. I think I'm going to be around for a few more years. I want to be a lava lamp. I just, they're cool. They are cool. I just want to be a lava lamp. They are cool. Make me a lava lamp. Somehow turn my ashes into the blip, 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 and that's what I want to be. 
I wonder if they can get like the chemical compound correct so that they it keeps it together. Because all I can see is that it like separates a lot, oh, and so gross. then it's like it's like when you when you mix something not well with Ugh. food. Can I be honest? There were so many times as a kid. I don't know if all lava lamps are this way, but the one I had. So you have the you have the base with the lamp. You got the little cap right to keep the light contained, mm-hmm. and you could take them both off because you could move it. Right. And the 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 jar itself, the glass had a pop top. Yeah. Yeah. So many times I was like, what if I just popped it? Nah, I'm not going to no. do it. No. If I could. No. No. So many times. I didn't so many times, but I want to be a lava lamp. I'd be cool. So the challenge is you get cremated. You got to be stored in something. It can't be an urn. You got to go outside the box here. McCall wants to be turned into paint. I want to be a lava lamp. I think paint would be cool. Make me- it bio, put biodegradable glitter with it too. <gasps> glitter paint. <laughs> Six eight two five five. The number to text. Start your text with BFX yeah. and actually save that number because while we're talking about uh, big moments, death being one of them, weddings would be another one. I haven't brought this up to Ashley yet because I saw an argument on Facebook the other day that I need some help understanding. <laughs> Great. We've talked about reselling engagement rings and how much of a nightmare that is. Yeah. It's not that, but it's a just as crucial part of the wedding, and I'm a little bit confused. Okay. By the way, Braden has an answer for what he'd like to be turned in. The challenge, Utah's VFX on Twitter for the Automatrix Group Debate at 8, is uh, what would you like to be stored as your ashes stored in that can't be an urn? Mm-hmm. This is after the guy in Illinois boyed a perfect game with his dad's ashes in a bowling ball. Braden says, ashes in a snow globe with a picture in it. Ooh, that's a good idea. I thought so. I think that's cool. I think he's on it. If it doesn't exist already, I told him he's got a million dollar idea. Haha, ha, stolen patent pending. <laughs> Crushed it. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debate today. I saw a couple fight yesterday. Apparently, and I don't even know how this spilled over onto Facebook. And it's one of those things where, like, you kind of loosely look because you don't want to be dragged in and all of a sudden told to pick a side. <laughs> and then four years, four years later, you realize that you have deep dove down into everybody's profile and you know everything about everybody that's in the thread. Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, so they were arguing because they've been married for a minute. I'm not sure how long, but I know they've been married for a minute. And I guess the husband suggested that the wife sell her wedding dress and initially she was went along with it and i guess they got an offer for 70 percent of what it's worth i don't know what the dollars are i don't know what was hmm. spent it looks like a nice wedding dress from what i saw from the pictures yeah no idea yeah and uh then the wife backed out and said she didn't want to get rid of it so she wasn't going to sell it she wanted to keep it as a memento and i get that but she made a comment about how the wedding dress is just as big a, a symbol of being married as the wedding ring is and the engagement ring is. And that I was like, uh, I guess, but also eh, like you got the ring. I feel like that's what everybody has. Like when, you, when are you going to wear your wedding dress out? Like I, I get having it. Right. And so I'm not totally against it. I'm just trying to understand because as a fella, like I'm, I'm going to keep the suit. I'm not going to keep anything, I think, besides... The band, uh, you know, I do, I do, band, here you go. Is it is it, is it that touchy? Like, is, is this just a one-off thing with somebody I saw on Facebook, or is it a thing? No, it's a thing. It's a thing. People people are very um, attached when it comes to that kind of situation. But, like, for me, I when we end up getting married, I will rent a dress. Right. I will rent one. Because it, it doesn't, for me, doesn't logically make sense to go and buy a big, fancy, extravagant dress to only wear one time. Like, as much mm-hmm. as I love 
the concept of it. I think it's great. But afterwards, what, what do you do? I mean, people but like to use the- it and then like turn it, they'll, they'll turn it into like baby blessing dresses or like baptism dresses right, or that right. kind of a thing. And right. I think, I think that is like a beautiful, um, transition of the dress. I really do. But for me, it would make more sense to not. My mom kept her wedding dress from her first marriage for like 20 years. And then it was like, okay, so it's out of style now. It's starting to yellow. I'm just going to give it to the DI. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, like, I, I don't know. Based on your argument, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I could also understand, like, you got it customized. You're saving the memento. But I guess part of it is, like, it's such a weird area because, like, I'm one of those people who really doesn't have, like, take trash bags of clothes to the DI right now mm-hmm. and haven't. Mm-hmm. And so the wedding dress, you're never going to wear it again. No. So, like, logically, you could flush out, like, okay, by that virtue, if I can get something for it, great, because, you know, I got the ring. But at the same time, I guess I also get the idea of the memento because it's yours, especially right. if you had one made for you right. or it was handed down. And that's what where it comes from is, like, the handing down type of thing. If you want to have it for, like, a am going to hand it down to my grandkids or whatever – I think that's kind of cool. I think it's a really cool concept. For me personally, it's not about the dress. It's not about who's there. It's not about any of the big flowers and fancy venue and stuff. You're making a commitment to somebody, and that's the only thing that matters. If you're getting married to somebody, it's that person that is in front of you. I don't care if I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I'm still making this commitment. No, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, like, I just don't know. Like, uh, the hand down, hand-me-down thing, I, I don't think my mom kept I don't even know. I actually don't. I don't think she kept hers, but I have no idea. Uh, on our uh, Instagram, um, AJ and McCall, Utah's VFX, follow both if you haven't. Have or would you sell your wedding dress? So have you, would you sell your wedding dress? Um, because I, I was just curious. I was like, well, that makes sense. I thought the husband's argument made sense. I kind of get the lady's side. I have no idea. Is it a thing to to keep a hold of them forever and ever to hand down whatever? Vote on the poll of the day. I was not. I was under the weather yesterday. Got mm-hmm. the COVID shot the day before, and it was kicking my butt yesterday. I feel okay today, uh, but something happened yesterday. I uh, was laying down and sitting down in all the weird places because I was just trying to get off my feet. I was exhausted, mm-hmm. and I did not realize how much that threw Ashley off her normal routine. Tell you why after Machine Gun Kelly Black Bear. That's at about six minutes. The effects. McCall's theory, Machine Gun Kelly has a Mrs. A Mrs. Gun a Kelly. Mishes. Also MGK. Correct. And her name's Megan anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Now, he, he ended up posting something on his Instagram, and he was teasing a, I think it's a new song. That's what his caption said. Yeah, and he had this new song, and he says something about having a ring on his, a silver ring on his finger, and he holds up his left hand, and there's a ring on it. So... You know, you know, AJ McCall at VFX yesterday. I was just out of it. Got my COVID shot and the reaction to it kicked my butt. I'm fine now. But uh, because of that, I went home and I was just laying everywhere and sitting everywhere, just trying to get off my feet and try and rest. And Ashley came home. Mm-hmm. And what I did not realize how similar it was every time was the fact that we sit and lay in the same places every time on the couch. I'm on the far left. She's on the right. 
On the bed, when we sit down, I'm right at the edge of the bed. She sits to my left. When we lay down, she's against the wall. I'm against the the open part. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that all day yesterday, I was laying all over the couch, and I was laying across the bed. And I was taking up what was her normal spots, and she really shaving. And the end of the night, she's like, all right, so you know, you're know, you taking up all my spots. It was kind of an adjustment here because I'm used to used to sitting in the same spots. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, me too. Because I've actually told her to move. She sat down on my side of the couch. I'm like, that's my side. I like sitting there. Please move. Do you sit or lay down or wherever in the same spot every time? Dining I mean, room, couch, whatever. I mean, yeah, Dustin and I have our set like spots on the bed, but like our sides of the bed, that's normal. Right. I have a spot in the living room that I guess I like, but it's not, oh, this is my spot. It's very much just whatever. I sit wherever I want to because I'm a grown up and I can like, we don't sit at this dinner table. We yeah, eat we, dinner on the bed. So when we eat in the bedroom, we sit on the floor. Or when we eat in the living room, we sit on the floor. We sit in the same spots, so though. I'm on the left in the living room. She's on the right in the bedroom. I'm on the right. She's on the left. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have any like designated spots. I have a corner. Like I like the corner spot in on the couch, but surprise, there's two corner spots because that's how the couch works. So I'm good either way. All right, McCall says that she has particular responsibility to say, I think that you're in the minority here. I think we become creatures of habit, and you kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a wear it in thing. It's a mental thing. It's just where your brain, you just, you know, you, your feet take you there. Eventually, mm-hmm. you sit there enough times, your brain turns off and goes, I don't need to think about this. This is where we're going. Mm-hmm. I think most people have, have those spots. They sit in the same spot. They lay in the same spot. That's their spot. Maybe. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Do you have a same spot to sit, to sleep, whatever, in your house? 68255, start your text with VFX. I think I think I get company here. People that do need designated spots, and those spots would say, these people don't know how to park, are nominees for park narcs. Another week means another uh, combat between two terrible parking spots for who is the worst in Cache Valley. Make sure you vote. They're pinned to our top of our Facebook page. Beeb's on VFX. He's catching a lot of flack. He went back to dreadlocks, and he has been roasted on Twitter for cultural appropriation. Well, this is like the third or fourth time that he's done it, and they've had the conversation with him before about it. And it's like, dude, learn Mm. for the love. He didn't say where he got his dreadlocks from, so I don't know. I can't comment on the issue. I just know where he got his peaches and some of the other things. Mm Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX. Those that need designated spots, those spots would be in a trash compactor because they are terrible parking of those of Park Narcs. Nominee number one. What you doing, bud? Locally hated. Probably because he purposely parked in two spots. Exactly what it says on his lovely little lovely little back window. Uh, I gotta tell you, this is why I hate those saying. I had there was someone in college I knew who loved to say haters gonna hate. And I was like, it. It's like, it yes. ruined the phrase for me because I was like, the concept, yes, but when you're actually a tool, no. Right. Again, learn, adjust, <sighs> change. Nominee number two, lines for Lexus. I don't know who's more egregious. So the first one is a truck. It's locally hated on its back windshield. It's parked perfectly at two parking spots. Mm-hmm. Not perfectly. It is parked in two spot- parking spots. Nominee number two. It's a Lexus that is pulled into a rhombus with stripy lines that says don't park here, but has tried to do so in a way that they tried to fit in between the lines that are the angle they're going. 
So I feel like they're close. Like we're getting close with these. Maybe uh, initially this week I said a step back, but we're getting closer with these shapes. They know lines are important. Mm-hmm. And last week we had the nominee that knew that you weren't supposed to park on it, and they mostly did that. Mm-hmm. So at least with these stripy lines that say "Don't park here," we're seemingly get a little bit closer. I'm proud. We're learning as a <laughs> as a Cash Valley. It would appear. Way to go, guys. The question is, which parking spot ultimately annoys you the most? You're rolling to the same parking lot they're in. You go, oh, oh, I can't believe this. The audacity. Exactly. Yep. Which one is the most annoying, though, is the question. Utah's VFX pinned to the top of our Facebook page vote. The narker, the one who did the good deed and ratted them out to clean up parking in the valley, they're going to win an Aquatech car wash. We tally up the votes on Friday. And you could submit terrible parking and should do so because we care about the valley. Utah's VFX on all of our social media. Digging on the polls of the days, they're close. Yeah? AJ McCall on VFX. The question was, I saw some friends on Facebook get into this argument because it looked like they were going to sell the wedding dress and then they didn't. Um, and they were, I guess, a decent price. I don't know, close to what, close-ish to what they paid for it. And the, the wife said, uh, it's important for me to keep the wedding dress because it's just as much a symbol of being married as the ring is. McCall and I talked about it. McCall said she'd never buy a wedding dress. She'd rent it. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is that you're together. And actually, uh, let me shout them out. Somebody sent us a message about it. It was April. April sent us a message talking about how, again, the most important thing should be being together. Correct. She talked about kind of her low-key wedding in the message she sent us on Facebook. So for the poll of the day, the question was, would you sell your wedding dress? Or Because uh, I'm, I'm just curious, is that a thing? And again, in another close one, 54% of people said yes. Hmm. Yes, they would sell that. Yeah, I'm surprised it's as close. I don't know. I think a lot of people like to keep it for, like we talked about earlier today, I think a lot of people keep it for the future. Maybe your daughter wants to use it in the future. Maybe you want to make like baby dresses or blessing dresses or whatever out of it. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, and that's what I wasn't sure about. But yeah, fifty-four percent of people say yes. They way would sell closer, it. way closer than I thought it would be. Interesting. What does our Facebook page have to offer as we try to entertain the masses by using our friends? AJ and I, McCall Taylor. If you friends with us on Facebook, we could like, comment, and share your post. Best one goes on VFX's page. Nicole, what do you got? Well, I landed on my friend Alyssa's post, and it says, it's okay to disappear until you feel like you again. I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, just a little reminder. It's okay. It's what not having, feeling like you. No yeah, big. It's what having adult friends is all about. Uh, I uh, landed on a friend of mine who shared a post that says, when the teacher doesn't accept howdy as here during attendance, howdy, you howdy, yeed howdy. your last haw. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You can win. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, at us across all social media. Uh, AJ and McCall, that's A and D to divide AJ and McCall, all one word. Utah's VFX, please and thank you. Find us. Vote for the poll of day. Um, comment on uh, Park Narc's vote for which Park Narc nominee you think is the most atrocious offender. And thank you to all our messages. Ashley said that she runs on ADD Math. April emailed us about messages. Braden about the creative urns. We had all kinds of messages. Yeah, we want to hear from you all the time. Like, all the time. Be our friends. And if you feel like being brave and famous, you can always call 435-787-0945. And you can also text 68255. Start your text with VFX. Miss anything on the show? AJ Shift 7 McCall, because for the podcast, 
It's ampersand. Mm-hmm. So Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of our podcasts are there. So AJ Shift 7 McCall to find those. We're on Twitch Monday and Fridays at 1030s. Uh, we do the after show. So make sure you find an at us. That's AJ ampersand McCall as well. Shift 7. And then enjoy the weather. It's going to be nice. Yeah. I'm a next fan. Next couple days. Been waiting for it. It's going to be nice. We got Cinco de Mayo week from today. That's free, 11 to 7 at Willow Park. Definitely want to get the word out about that. There's going to be mm-hmm. music, food trucks, giveaways, raffles, vendors, tons of stuff. I'm really so excited about it. Honestly, to me, it is the start of sort of getting back to normal because we're going to get everybody together. Yeah. Been so long since we've been able to do that. Next week. Week from today, Cinco de Mayo. So excited. And until tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.